Hey guys, I'm back again. After two years break with doing the Pioneer School, we are back again with new lessons to you. And, and we have looked so much forward to this day and we are so excited about coming out with more teaching. The first teaching is about casting out demons because I did not have that in the first 20 lessons. Today we are going to look at Jesus, how he drove out demons, how he called the 12 to do it, the 70 to do it, and now it's for everyone who believes. But, 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 there will always be religious people who don't like it. There will always be people who say, be careful, this is not for today. So we are going to look at that, what is demonic, what is not demonic. Because it's not always, it's a demon. Sometimes we need to cast out demons. Other times we need to renew our mind. But sometimes a casting out demon and renewing the mind is not enough. Because we also need the gospel. The gospel is where people often truly are set free. Hello everybody out there, we are back again with the Pioneer School. It's now around two, almost two and a half years ago since I did the last lesson on the Pioneer School. And a lot of things have happened since. The Pioneer School have been translated to many languages, they have gone all over the world. And many people have joined me in the Pioneer School in this journey to get the religious classes off and, and to come into the life we read about in the Book of Acts. And I would say since I did the Pioneer School, a lot of things have happened. A lot of things have happened in our life. A lot of things personally have happened in my life in, in the walk with God. And, and we have learned a lot of things since. And it has been a crazy time. It has really been some crazy years since we were alone in the basement. And, and I did the Pioneer School. And, and now we have moved to another city. And, 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 and we have seen it have exploded all over the world. We have come up with a movie since the last Reformation movie and, and we are now doing movie number two and, and things is just growing. It's really growing all over. There's people who have asked me again and again when I've been out, when, when do I make new teaching to the Pioneer School? When, when do I come up with more teaching? And my response have often been, have you obeyed the first thing you learned? Because we as people, we, we always want more teaching. When we hear something that's the truth, we say, okay, this is the truth. This is what I need to do. But then right away we think, okay, this is the truth. This is what I need to do. Okay, let me get more teaching. <laughs> and then we get more knowledge and more teaching, more knowledge and more teaching. And that is okay. But it's not okay if we forget to do the first thing. And this is what I have Seen. And that's why I have not been so hurried to come out with more teaching on the Pioneer School because I want people to get the foundation first. I want people to obey the first thing before we start to add more things to the Pioneer School. But a half year ago, I, I, I started to experience God said to me, now it's time, now it's time, now it's time to, to do more teaching to the Pioneer School. And as soon as I started to uh, prepare for that, Hell broke loose, a lot of things happened, and we had a crazy time the last half year. I experienced a lot of persecution, a lot of fights, because I know Satan don't want this teaching to come out. Today I'm going to talk about deliverance, how to cast out demons, and I know Satan don't like it. He really don't like this teaching. 
And that's why it have taken so long time to actually come to this point where now we just do it. We, we need to get it out. But before I, I, I talk about casting out demons and, and what I'm going to talk about today, and also next time I'm going to talk about deliverance, then I want to say some of the other things I'm going to talk about in the next lessons here is about uh, life, about that life is hard, about persecution. One thing that really shocked me the last two years since I finished up with the Pioneer School is the persecution. Uh, there's people who have been lying about me, have been telling a lot of wrong things about me and it's so hard to see and, and we and I can also see that God is working through persecution because my flesh wants to give back but God said be quiet and seek him instead. And and I see the fruit of that and, and we got a prophecy about that some years ago that we should experience a lot of persecution and people who are close to us is going to lie and say a lot of things. But if we handle it correctly, God is going to increase the mercy over our life and we are going to see greater things and this is what is happening the last three places I've been out they have been amazing come on I was in Hungary some of you met me in Hungary Hungary was just beautiful we baptized like 120 people 30 people in a mall and, and there's going to come video out from there then we went to Canada Canada was beautiful our friends in Canada they just took it and it's going to explode and just this weekend we were in Germany in Hanover and in Hanover, I experienced something that was like, it still blow my mind. I'm, I'm still need to like, what just happened there? And one time, time in Hanover at the meeting, people came and I prayed for them. And like the Holy Spirit just came as I've never seen before. It was like, it was like, just take their hand and the Holy Spirit did the work. And one by one got baptized with the Holy Spirit, got healed, got set free. A woman was afraid she had cancer in her body because I think her parents had died of cancer and she now had something in her knee and she was afraid it was cancer. And I took her hand and the Holy Spirit just came over her. She fell down and that one knee was shaking, shaking, shaking like there was a demon in that knee. And I like come out in the name of Jesus and suddenly that knee, knee just fell down and she opened her eyes and like whoa and she just felt something left her. Later, we were out on the street in Hanover where a woman came with a cane. And as soon as she came, she started to manifest. Before I actually started to pray for her, she started to manifest. And it ended up that she fell down and the demon shouted through her and spoke and, and, and something left her. And she could walk without the cane afterward. And later she got baptized. And I'm still, every time we are, we just see God is doing new things. So I can say for me, it had been a journey. For me, it's still a journey. I'm still learning. I'm learning a lot of things. And I know for many of you, it has also been a journey. And I hope that you will continue learning with us. And this is why we do those teaching we are doing now, because what we have learned the last year is we want to continue giving. And what we are going to learn the next half year, we want to continue giving because life is really a journey. So some of the lessons I'm going to do, I'm going to do about deliverance. I'm going to do about life is hard, about persecution. I'm going to do about, I want to do one of just about Jesus where we really look at, look at him. And I also want to do about church plan and other things later. So it's just an introduction. But I want to say God is faithful. Jesus is amazing. And, and through all of that, we just, we just love him more and more. We just come in and see this is the real life. 
the real life you read about in Book of Acts is not just about healing. It's also about persecution. It's also about a hard life. It's also about giving up things. It's also about humble ourselves. It's also about healing. It's also in cast out demons. It's also about baptism with the Holy Spirit. It's about the whole package, and this is what we want. So it's so good to be back again, guys. I have missed you. Uh, I have been wanting this for a long time, but uh, now I feel God say now it's time. I'm going to say much more about that in the next lessons and talk about what, what God has been doing and what we have been learning. And I want to do this teaching as practical as possible again because it's not only head knowledge. I want to do teaching so, so we can receive it and actually do it. First, I want to say again, when I start now with these lessons here, I still see that the 20 lessons on the Pioneer School is somehow the foundation. This is 20 lessons. I still agree with the teaching. It's still the word of God. And I encourage you that if you just start now and have not seen the 20 lessons, it could be good to go back and see all the 20 lessons. Because some of the things I'm going to say here, I'm going to talk to, say in a way that I'm talking to people who have already heard the foundation, who have already seen the Pioneer School. So if you have not seen all 20 lessons, I encourage you to also remember them. Go back and see all 20 lessons so you will be on that journey together with us. That was the intro. I want to pray and then we are going to start with focus on deliverance. God, thank you for everything you are doing. Thank you for the amazing testimonies we are hearing coming in all over the world through the Pioneer School and through the movie and, and YouTube videos and the kickstart that is now happening, happening and spreading. Jesus, we want, want you. We love you, Jesus. We want to serve you and we want to be faithful in everything you have called us to. Come with your Holy Spirit. Come and open our eyes, open our ears and help us to live the life you have for us. Set us free also when it comes to deliverance and casting out demons for those religious classes and that fear there will be. And help us to also obey you in this area. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now we are going to uh, focus on deliverance, how to cast out demons. First, when we talk about casting out demons, there is some people in the churches who are out here who say that that deliverance and casting out demons are not for today. This is something we should keep away from, something we should not do. But there's also people out here on the other side who, who do it a lot and almost see demons everywhere and always talk about Satan and demons and so on. And there's a lot of things that have been said about casting out demons. Uh, when I've been out traveling, I've met many places, I've been many places, I've heard many things. I met Christian who said that you are not allowed, you cannot cast demons out of Christians because Christians cannot have demons. But I've also been other places where I've heard people say you are not allowed to cast demons out of non-Christian. It should only be Christians who can get the Holy Spirit because if you cast demons out of non-Christian, that demon will come back and it will be more worse than before. So there's a lot of people saying different things and that has to do with our background and our stories and what we are used to. Uh, myself, uh, when I became a Christian, when I met God, I came in a church where I believed in 
in deliverance, but it was so often something we heard about from Africa. It was actually pastors who came home and they had been in Africa and suddenly they told about how some people in Africa had a demons and got set free from demons. And me and many other people somehow maybe believe today also that demonic and, and demons and casting out demons is mostly in Africa and other countries. But I tell you there's demons here also in, in the West where we are living. So I believe in demons, in, in deliverance because I read it in the Bible. But like many other, I did not have experience in it. I did not know how it works. And first time I really saw deliverance take place was actually in my own living room. I had a woman in my living room who suddenly started to manifest. And she fell down and this demon spoke through her. And she said with a big voice, go to hell, go to hell. And when I heard that, my first response was, ah, a demon. (laughs) The next response was, ah, I need a priest. Because in my mind, I thought, okay, casting out demons is dangerous. It's only for a few people. And you had to be ordained or be a priest to do anything that had to do with demons. So I was like, well, there's a demon. I need a priest. But because there was only me and and a girl hiding behind the sofa who was afraid of all of that in that room, I needed to try. I needed to try to see how, because there was no priest. So I went to her and said, who are you? And I heard the demon again, "Uh, go to hell, go to hell. But I don't want to go to hell. So I said, no, come out in the name of Jesus. You can go to hell. And when I said that, come out in the name of Jesus, something came out. She spit something out and she there got delivered. When I saw that deliverance, the first deliverance, I was like, whoa, it's working. It's real. Since that, we have gone through many teachings. We have heard many things about casting out demons, about deliverance. And again, again, I come back to the simple thing. It don't have to be so complicated. It's the simple truth. It's just look at Jesus. We don't have to read a lot of books and we don't have to do a lot of things. It's just that simple faith and that simple authority and just know that this is what we are called to do. And more we don't need. And now, for a few years ago, I saw the first deliverance. Now it's something we see almost not daily, but every week we see deliverance. Like every time somebody comes to us, we actually just start to pray deliverance to see if there is a demon. Demon in them, if they need deliverance. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But let's look at Jesus. Every time we talk about theology, if it's no matter what we talk about with theology, let's look at Jesus. Always start with him. Jesus, did Jesus drive out demons? Yes, he did. He did. Jesus drive out a lot of demons. If you look at Jesus, it was actually a big part of his ministry. And you read again and again, it almost looks like he did 40, 50% preaching and 25% healing and 25% casting out demons. Because you see, it's so much part of his life. And if we truly believe that we are the body of Christ here on earth, then, of course, we should do the same he was doing because he have not changed. So if we look at Jesus, one of the things we read about Jesus is here in Mark 1, 
34. Jesus healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. So Jesus cast out many demons. And people was actually amazed when they saw him. And some of the things they said, hey, look at this guy, even the demons obey him. So Jesus had an authority. And one of the things Jesus did again and again and again was to cast out demons. But as we know, the harvest was great and the workers was few. And Jesus therefore called 12 others to him and gave them the same authority. Because we see that the 12 other he called also drove out demons. And one of the things he said to those 12 was, he said that he, first he gave them authority over, over unclean spirits to cast them out. So Jesus called them together, gave them authority over the unclean spirit to cast them out and to heal everybody who was sick. And what do we read? We read that he commanded them to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the liver, cast out demons. You receive for nothing, you give for nothing. So again, you see here that Jesus drove out many demons. He called the twelve together. And one of the things he gave them was their authority over unclean spirits so they could cast them out. And then he sent them out with that commandment, not only to heal the sick and raise the dead and cleanse the liver, but also to cast out demons. And I want to say you more we look into it, to cast out demons is not just a good suggestion. It's not just something Jesus, like we can choose to do if we want. It's actually a commandment. It was a commandment he gave to people, not only to heal the sick, not only to cast out demons, not only to preach the gospel, but to heal the sick, cast out demons and preach the gospel, to do everything. This is his command to us. But we read in the Bible, so Jesus did it, the twelve did it, but then we read there in, in Luke that he called 70 other people to him. And you also see that those 70 people, other people, also cast out demons. One of the things he said to them when he sent them out was in Luke 10.9. He said, heal the sick in the city and say to them, the kingdom of God have come near to you. There's people now who say, yeah, look. There Jesus did not command them to cast out demons. Jesus only said to them that they should heal the sick and say that the kingdom of God have come near to them. But the kingdom of God is not by words only. The kingdom of God is by power. And what you're going to see later is that when demons are cast out, this is actually shown that the kingdom of God is near. But what is interesting also here that you don't read here exactly that the 70 got the command by Jesus to cast out demons. Here he only said that they should heal the sick. But heal the sick and cast out demons is one of the same thing. It's one of the same thing. And what is interesting is what we read there in Luke 10, what happened when the 70 returned. 
Because when those 70 disciples returned, the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demon obey us when we use your name. So when those 70 came back, they came back with joy and said, Lord, even the demon obeys when we use your name. And the same joy you experience, the same joy you experience when you use the name of Jesus. And in the authority, Jesus has given, cast out demons. Why? Because it's amazing to see life change. It's amazing to see how a demon is leaving somebody and then they are free. And to know that this is the authority Jesus has given us. Because this is what he said later. He said, Behold, I have given you authority. To trend on serpents and, and scorpions and, all, and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. So Jesus have given authority. Not only to the twelve, not only to the seventy, but to you and me. So we see here that Jesus drove out demons, the twelve drove out demons and the seventeen drove out demons. And when the seventeen came back, they rejoiced. Because demon obeys in the in Jesus' name. But Jesus, he was like, come on, of course de- demon obey in your name. Because he said, nevertheless, do not rejoice in that. Because that demon obeys is a common thing. But uh, rejoice in that, that the spirit are subject to you. But rejoice that your name is written in heaven. So demon, of course demon obey in the name of Jesus. Of course demons obey Jesus' name and of course we should cast out demons. But as Jesus said, we should not rejoice in that because that is a common thing. That should be normal. But we should rejoice that our names is written in heaven. But here you actually see the clear picture again. As I also did with healing in, in, in uh, the Pioneer School, the 20 lessons. But we see the clear picture. Jesus went around. He did not only heal the sick. He also cast out demons. But he also said the harvest is great. The workers are few. So he called 12 others to him. He did not command those 12 only to heal the sick. No, he also called them to cast out demons. But again, he said, the harvest is great, the workers are few. So he called 70 other to him and sent them out to heal the sick and preach the kingdom. But the kingdom is not words, only is power. So they rejoiced because they came home, said, Lord, even the demon obeys us. And then Jesus said that, behold, I have given you authority. And the same authority he have now been given to you and me. And Jesus is the same. And if we truly believe that Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever, and we are his disciples, then we need to obey him. And we need to obey him in everything. Also the part of cast out demons. Because what you are going to see is that believers also drive out demons. In Matthew 28, he said that all authority in heaven and earth have been given to me. Go therefore, make disciples of 
the whole world. So Jesus has been given all and authority in heaven and earth. And we are called, or they are called, also to go make disciples of the whole world, baptizing them, and teach them to obey everything that he has told. So see it like this. Jesus took the twelve, he took the seventy, he commanded them to go out, preach the gospel, heal the sick, and cast out demons. And then he said, all authority is given to me. Go therefore out, making disciples of the whole world. Now it's not only for the twelve, it's not only for the seventeen. Now it's everyone who's called to be a disciple of Jesus. And one of the things we as disciples should do, we should be baptized, and then we should obey everything Jesus has commanded. And what have Jesus commanded? To cast out demons. Why do I cast out demons? Not because I'm like a demon guy, love demons, and look at demons, and think of demons, and go around to find where is demons. I cast demons out because I love Jesus. It's so simple. I cast demons out. I do what I do because I love Jesus. Because I want to serve him. And because I want one day him to say, good you, good and faithful servant. I want to be a good and faithful servant. I want to serve Jesus. I love him. And because I love him, I read in my word that he have not just given me, a, 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 he have not put me in a place where he said, Tom, you can choose and you can do what you want to. But he have said, Tom, do you want to follow me? And I said, Jesus, I want to follow me. Then keep my commands. Then obey what, you, what I have commanded you. And one of the things he have commanded us, is to cast out demons. We also read that in Mark so clear, when Jesus is saying, whoever believes and is baptized shall be saved, but whoever does not, does not believe shall be condemned. And that is something we believe in. We believe that if we believe and are baptized, we shall be saved, and if we don't, we shall be condemned. And I believe that churches believe in what Jesus is saying here. But it's not many who believe in the next line, because when you talk about that, the next line is, and these signs will follow those who believe. So it's talking about that there is some signs who are following those who believe. What is those signs who are following? The first thing we actually read there is, in my name they shall cast out demons. And it's so interesting because it's actually the first thing we read in the Bible. So here, Jesus himself is saying, the one who believes and are baptized shall be saved. The one who do not believe shall be condemned. And then he says, and these signs follow those who believe. The first thing Jesus says, that is following believers, people who believe, is casting out demons. The first thing he said was cast out demons. The first thing he said was not that we dress up every Sunday and we go to church or we look nice and we do other things. The first thing Jesus himself is saying of signs that is following 
people, not with a special gift, not priests, not apostles, not people who, who have a special something, but believers. Those signs who follow believers is that we in his name, by the authority he has been given to all men, that we now cast out demons. And many ways, if we look at this, if we look at what Jesus did, if we look at the 12, if we look at the 70, and we look at what he's saying, and it's now for every believer, this is so clear. But then we have the religious people who, who very often don't see the clear picture, but take a few scriptures out of context and say, no, 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 it's dangerous. What about this? And what about this? And what about this? But it's time to take those religious glasses off. So I have one more here. I call it religious people who do not believe in casting out demons, who do not obey everything Jesus is saying here and say, no, 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 demons are not for today. We should not cast demons out today. No, 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 it's dangerous. No, no, Christians cannot have demons. There's no demons today. No, now we have the word of God. And as soon as we got the word of God, all demons just disappeared. Or maybe there's a few demons left, but they're in Africa, far, far away from the Western Church. Because we have knowledge now. We are so smart. No, no, no. What do those religious people sometimes say? They also quote scripture. Uh, they quote this favorite scripture, Matthew 7. Uh, many will say to me one day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not cast out demons? Have we not in your name cast out demons and Jesus he said and then I will uh, declare to them I never knew you part part for me workers of lordliness and this is what often happens today with, with the way we read the Bible and tradition we take we take our eyes away from Jesus and forget that Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever, and we are his body here on earth, and he has not changed. So we are his body should live the same life he did. And we see what he did there. We see that he called the 12 to do it, the 7 to, to do it, and now it's for every believer. And in my name, we should cast out demons. It's for everyone. All of this, they're so clear. We they then take and say, no, 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 look, depart from me, I never knew you. What Jesus is saying there, Jesus, the problem was not that people cast out demons, prophesied and tried to do that. The problem was they were living in sin. They were living in lawlessness. Because the truth is you can take the name of Jesus, take the authority of Jesus and use that and cast out demons and still live in sin. So he's not saying that we should not obey everything he has commanded us there. But he's saying that we should not live in sin at the same time. Another thing is, if we look at Jesus, there is an example where we see the religious people again. Um, in Luke 11, we read this. Uh, now, we talk about Jesus. Now he was casting out a demon that was mute. When the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke and the crowd was amazed. This is one of the testimonies Jesus did. Jesus, he cast out a demon of a, boy, of a man who was mute. And as soon as that demon 
have left. The crowd was amazed. But then the religious people came right away. And what did they say? But. And there's always a but sometimes for those people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Jesus said we should cast out demons. It's for every believer. But, 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 but. He also says this. Or but, 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 but. And here we said, but some of them said he cast out demons by Beelzebul, the prince of demons. So right away, we see, we see the same that there was always a group of people. Even so, they saw a demon cast out in front of their eyes. So that mute guy, he could speak again. They came with a bot. But, that's fine. But, but, but. But, this is rebelsible. This is Satan casting out Satan. But what is Jesus then saying? He said, but if it is, and later, but if it's by the finger of God that I cast out demons, the kingdom of God have come upon you. So Jesus explained them that no, it was not with the power of Beelzebub he cast out demons. Because a house divided between itself cannot stand. And then he said, but if it is with the finger of God, I have now cast out demons. The kingdom of God have come upon you. It's so interesting. There is so many people who is praying the Lord's Prayer night after night. Our Lord I, I, I can in Danish. I normally don't speak in, in it in English. But you will be done. Your kingdom come here on earth as in, in heaven. Something like that. What do we pray in the Lord's Prayer? We pray that God's kingdom will come here on earth. When do we see God's kingdom here? When demons are cast out. But it's so interesting to think of because most people in the world today are sitting praying the Lord's Prayer day after day of the kingdom of God to come. At the same time, they don't believe in demons, they don't believe in the spiritual world. But the kingdom of God is not by words only, it's by power. And Jesus came to set people free. And every time we see a demon cast out, we see the kingdom of God is near. So again, what do we see here? It's clear what Jesus is saying, but there will always be religious people who are using or misusing scriptures. There's always people when we start to cast out demons who say, but, 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 be careful, but it's dangerous, but it is not with the power of Jesus, but you are not ordained, but you are not a priest, but you don't have any experience, but, but, but. But I want to say, when you meet those people who say, don't cast out demons, it's not for today. Maybe they use the word, but they don't know the word. And I, will, I have two scriptures I often I will put upon those religious people. Jesus said in Luke 6, 46, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, but do not do what I say? And then next is 2 Timotheus 3, 5, That they having a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. 
So there is people who call themselves religious. But Jesus will one day say, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, if you do not do what I say? And they have a form of godliness. But they deny the power thereof. They don't know the power of the kingdom. They don't know that Jesus has now given us all authority in heaven and earth. And he has commanded us. Not just come with a good suggestion of what we can do if we one day become a Dane, but he have commanded us to go out and cast out demons. So I hope you see that, that this is clear. We are called to cast out demons. And this is something we should grow in. This is something we should learn. And this is something we should obey. We should not be afraid. Why? Because it's a commandment Jesus given us. When Jesus said, cast out demons, we know one thing. When we start to do it, we know that we are in the will of God and that we are obeying him. Also, if it's first time we do it. So, cast out demons is something we should do. I put that there. So, if we look at the picture, we meet people in the churches and all over the place. Some people who say deliverance is not for today. And, and, and say we should not do it and it's dangerous. And there is maybe use scripture like, hey, have we not cast out demon new, new name away? I never knew you. And every time there is somebody who are getting set free from demons, every time we hear stories and testimony of that deliverance take place, they will always come with a bot. But, but, but it is with Beelzebul. And Jesus actually promised us that if they call him Beelzebul, how much more will they not call us it? So he had promised us persecution, and persecution would often come from religious people. So you know for sure, if we look at what Jesus is saying, you know those people are wrong. Why listen to their teaching? Why go and ask them for advice how to cast out demons if they do not cast demons out themselves? We know they are wrong. The question is, is everything demonic? And I have met people there where it's like every time something's happened, they look at it like being demonic. Uh, people like they came too late to work one day and oh, it was, it was a demon who tried to hinder me, but it was actually just them who forgot to put the alarm clock on. Or, or they go out and almost a drive, a car drive them down and it was, it's not a demon, it's just because they did not see where they walked. And there's people who, who see demons everywhere and where it become too much. And also where they actually don't want to take responsibility for their own life. And we have met that again and again where people come and, and give Satan the fall for something he has not done. They come to us and say, oh, I have a problem with this and this and this. And I've been all over the place and they try to drive out that demon of lust, but, but that demon don't want to go. In some cases, there is people who have a demon of lust and they need to be delivered. But in many cases, it's not deliverance they need it. They just need to repent. Because they are sinners who love their sin and they give Satan the fault for everything. So sometimes, as I write here, we cast out demons. 
Other times we need to renew our mind. Sometimes we cast out demons, sometimes we renew the mind. It's a problem when we mix that. It's a problem when we try to renew the demon and cast out the mind. No, the mind is something we work with, the mind is something we renew. But we don't try to renew the demon. We don't try and sit in counseling with somebody who actually have a demon and say, Oh, just take yourself together. You just take yourself together and do what I say. But, but it's so hard. I, I have this battle inside of me. Oh, just take yourself together and you believe. No. In some cases, it's not enough to say that. It's not enough to just take the word and try to renew your mind. Some cases, it is a demon and we need to cast it out. Other time, we need to renew our mind. And this is what Roman is saying. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I would say that is actually really, really strong. That it's not enough to cast out demons. We also need to renew our mind. But sometimes it's not enough to renew our mind. We also need to cast out demons. When we work with people and work with deliverance, we always have those two in mind when people come to us to need, need to get set free. Why? Because it's not always it's the demon. It's not always it's a renewing our mind. If we only think everything is demonic and always pray and command every problem to go as is a demonic thing, some people we will help, but many people we will not help. The same way if we only focus on renewing the mind renewing the mind, and never think that sometimes there is a demon who needs to be cast out. We also only help those people where it's not a demon. So what we have seen lately, we have seen a lot of people get set free because we have been aware that the demonic thing is real and that we have authority and we are called to set people free. When that is said, we are also aware that sometimes it's not enough. Sometimes people need to renew their mind. We had a couple coming to the Jesus Hotel here in Denmark some a year ago or something like that. And they had been around with deliverance in many, many places. They had some problems in the marriage. And one of the things was he had problems with the unclean spirit. He thought he had problems with porn on the internet and, and he felt addicted to that. And he came and there was people who prayed for him. But nothing manifested. It looked like there was nothing demonic. And, and they said, there is nothing. And he said, what is wrong? I've been around every place, there and there and there and there to get set free. Why cannot I not get set free? And somebody stopped him and said, hey, hey, stop. The reason you are not free is because you love your sin. You love your sin because you are a sinner. And you need to repent. You need to turn away from that sin. You need to renew your mind. Nobody have told me that before. What happened? That guy went for a walk and talked with God. And suddenly he realized that, hey, I do not have a demon. I just need to change my mind. And actually, I can do it in God. When he came to that point of repentance and renewing his mind, something happened. And when he came home, he was free. Something he had not been able to receive before. Why? Because he only thought it was a demon, where it was not a demon. 
So when we talk about freedom, demons we cast out, mind we renew. But it's not always enough. It's not always enough just to cast out demons. It's not always enough to renew the mind. A strong thing when we talk about freedom and setting people free is, of course, the gospel. The gospel where we talk about repentance, baptism, water, and baptism with the Holy Spirit, the gospel of the cross. Jesus died, he got buried, he rose up again. We need to follow his example by dying to our sins, by washing away our sins in baptism, and by raising up in the power of the Holy Spirit. And what we see in the Bible, and I talked about that in the Pioneer School, the 20 lesson, that everyone who does sin become a slave to sin. And this is like this, there is the law of sin and death that's working in people's body. You read about that in Romans 6 and 7. Paul is talking about in 7, somebody who's not died to Christ yet, how it was before he got baptized, where you read about in chapter 6, what it is to be baptized, to be free in Christ. But it's like this, there is a law of sin and death, like there is the law of gravity. If I let go, this pin will always fall down. Why? Because the law of gravity is working. The same thing, the Bible says that everyone who does sin becomes a slave to sin. So we start to do sin, and that sin, we actually become a slave to it. And maybe we have the will to do what is right, but we cannot. We try to walk, but we fall. We try to walk, but we fall. We try to walk, but we fall. Those people do not need a deliverance in many cases. Those people do not need to just renew their mind. Those people who are still bound to sin and have not really understood what baptism is and have not got baptized on your own faith after you repented, those people need the repentance and the baptism water. And I have friends coming to me who have, again, feel they are bound to sin, feel they are not free. They have gone through a lot of deliverance, 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 and get prayed for, get prayed for, but they feel like it's not helping. They pray for and they try to cast something out, but they feel they have the same problem. They feel nothing is going, nothing is happening. At the same time, they are trying to renew the mind. They are like taking the Bible, renew the mind, renew the mind, and, and, and meditate on the Word of God, but still they are not free. Those people do not become free by just renewing the mind and trying to cast out demons. Those people need the gospel. They need to bury their whole life, because baptism can do something renewing the mind and casting out demons cannot do. And when we get the full picture... And see that sometimes it's the demons. And I'm going, the next lesson on the Pioneer School, I'm just going to practical, talk about those things with a lot of examples about when is what and so on. But when we see this picture, sometimes it's casting out demons. Sometimes it's renewing the mind. But other times it's the baptism water and the baptism of the Holy Spirit that is needed. When we see that picture, Everything will change. Because suddenly we will be able to help people in a way that is so amazing. Because the most freedom is still the power in the gospel. The most freedom is this. Another thing also when we talk about casting out demons, you cannot always trust the manifestation. 
And you had to understand that. We had a woman who manifested a few days ago in, in Hanover, as I said. She came to me, and the demon like, ah! and she fall down in front of me. It was in the middle of the street. She fall down, and she spoke. And that demon spoke like, ah! she belonged to me. She's mine. She's mine. She belonged to me. And I, I, I sat down, come out in the name of Jesus. Come out in the name of Jesus. Oh, you are strong. You are strong. Ah! And something left her. And she could walk without cross. It was a strong thing. What happened there when we saw that manifestation in the middle of the street in Hanover? Of course, it created a lot of attention. So everybody was now around and people was filming. Everybody was there like, a demon, a demon. Oh, it was a demon. Hey, look, there was a demon there. But just before that woman, there was many others who got set free from demons without a big manifestation. In many cases, it was just like praying for them and, and something left them. And that small deliverance in many places could be uh, as many demons as that woman laying on the floor. Why? Because we had to understand that when demons is manifesting, they are manifesting through the soul. They are manifesting through the body. And often when I pray for people, there are some people who are getting deceived because they go to Africa and they see great demons manifestation. They come home and say, whoa, in Africa there's a lot of demons, but not here. No, this is because that demon in manifests through that person. And an African woman, for example, compared to a white one here in Denmark, show emotion in different ways. Often we in Denmark, when we are happy, we are like, and say, are you happy? I'm happy. I'm, I'm really, really happy. And this is how they are standing. Where African, hallelujah, hallelujah, they are jumping and dancing because this is how they show their emotions when they are happy. The same when people are sad, the same when they come to dance. Try to come in a, in a, in a Danish church, often like free church, people are like, this is how we dance and worship God. But if you go to African church, they are dancing with the whole soul, with the whole body. And that is not because what we are doing here in Denmark is less. It's just the way we show it. And the same way I have seen through deliverance, seen through baptism with the Holy Spirit. I've seen people who are very emotional. When they receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit, and they are shown like that. I've seen people who are not very outward and very inward person. They are like, it's the same Holy Spirit. It's the same things that has happened, but they show it in a different way. The same when it comes to deliverance. The big deliverance and the small deliverance. Don't show that there's a lot of demons and there's less demons. A story from deliverance in Denmark. Uh, and also to show that it's coming many places. A few years ago, I had a woman contact me. We had been on a, a mission trip. We came home with the suitcase. We were still in our living room and the suitcase was there. And then the telephone called. And a young girl actually called me and said, talk, so I need to talk to you. You need to pray for me because I have so much fear and I've got a new job and I'm starting tomorrow and, and, and I cannot work if I'm not getting set free. 
And I was tired, and there was still suitcase all over. So I said, okay, but can you come tomorrow? She said, no, no, it had to be today. It had to be today because I have this thing in me, and I cannot work if I'm not getting set free. I said, okay, come. So she came, and I took her suitcase and threw it in, in the bed, bed, bedroom and closed the door, and she came. And it was a woman uh, in the beginning of 20s, and I asked her, okay, what is your problem? She said, I have a lot of fear. I have a lot of fear. It's like, yeah, it's not easy to explain, but a few years ago, three years ago, she said, I was out driving in a, out in a train, and suddenly when I was there, it was like a fear flow into my body, like something came into my body, and I got that panic. I got that uh, fear in me. And they've just been there since. And she said, I, I don't want medicine. The doctor said I should take medicine. And he had just destroyed my life in many ways. And it's so hard to live now. And I cannot work tomorrow if I don't get set free. Okay. When I heard that, I was thinking, okay, I want to set that woman free, of course. And it can be, a, it sounds like it's something demonic. But at the same time, if you have had an issue for a long time, it can start the money, but you also had to work with the mind at the same time and renew your mind. But I wanted to know a little more of who she was and why and, and how it came in. So I asked her, okay, what happened there? You don't know. No. What happened in the same time? Did you open up for something? Did you do something? Because very often there is a door that has been open for those things to come in. And she said, yeah, actually, um, one time I was in the church and I met a guy in the church, in our church. And he, we talked about God and we talked about the Bible and we became friends. And he came home to me and we were friends and, and we talked and he gave me gift and, 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 and we had a good fellowship together. After a short time, one day he, he was alone with me in the apartment and suddenly he wanted more. He came closer and closer and he actually wanted to seduce me. He wanted to go to bed with me. I said, no, no. He said, come on. No, come on. No, she said. No, there's never going to be anything between you and me. And she said, when I said that to him, he looked at me. He pointed in my face and he said, you don't know who I am. I am Satan, Lucifer. And then he went out of the door. Now he was not Satan, but he was not a Christian. He was not a disciple of Jesus. Even so that he, she met him in the church. Even though that he, he talked about Jesus and God and the Bible. I believe he was a Satanist. Because I know the Satanist leader here in Denmark. One of the things they do, they go out to seduce girls. Why? Because they know when they go to bed with somebody, they create a covenant. They go in and out, become one flesh with somebody. And out of that, you actually open up for wrong spirit. You actually open up for something. But just, now she did not went to bed with her, but still she opened up for him in her life. She opened up for him in, in her life and somehow she opened up for something and it became a door opener where something came in that should not come in. Now I want to set her free, but I also know that she had a lot of fear by thinking on her. And we only do not only want to cast out the demon, we want to renew the mind. So what I did with her, and I'm going to explain next time a lot, is that let's pray together. 
I said, let's take this person now you have opened up to. Let's take this person and throw him on Jesus. Throw the worries on Jesus. Throw the fear on Jesus. And then I go in and pray and we cut it down in the name of Jesus and we command this to go. And said, take my hands. And she took my hands and, and she relaxed. And then I prayed a prayer with her. Let her through a prayer of repentance and confession and throwing. You, it's not because it's biblical and you have to do exactly like this. Important is that people are getting set free. And I'm going to talk about that next time. It's not you have to do it in a certain way. You have to do it with faith. But this is a way I love to do it because then I focus on renewing of the mind at the same time. Then I take the hands and we pray together and we took that person. Say his name and we throw him on Jesus. And I took her hand and I commanded this person to leave this fear, this spirit, to leave her right now. And when I was praying, I said, come out, come out in the name of Jesus. She did like this. And she was free. And she started the day after on her work. And as, as last time I know, she's still working there. So here you saw a deliverance taking place. Here we saw a woman who actually had been on, should be on medicine, who had been sick for three years, who was not able to work, who had a lot of fear. And that spirit left her like this. Can you see it? And another thing when we talk about deliverance, again, we were in Holland a short time ago. And in Holland, we had a Kickstarter meeting. At the meeting in Holland, something interesting happened. At the meeting in Holland, when we came out, we uh, at the meeting, I went into a room, and when I came into that room first, there was a girl sitting on a chair, and there was three, four people praying for her, and they were shouting, "Come out, Jesus! Come out, command this demon to go!" And that girl was somehow shaking and they were shouting and shouting and shouting and I came into the room and I saw it and I thought okay I have to go out some people is praying there but when I came out I stopped and I felt something is wrong I, 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 I sense in my spirit something is totally wrong and I was standing outside and thinking what to do now then somebody who had been on our pioneer training school was actually in the same room and she came out and she said to me uh, Torben, yeah, answer yes. Do you know what is going on in there? Yeah, I saw it. I don't like it, she says. No, me neither. I think you should do something about it. I say, yeah, I also think so. But I did not know what was wrong. I just knew something was wrong. So, so, so I stepped into the room again and I said, stop, stop. And they were in the middle of a deliverance and I stopped and stop right away. Stop it right now. And I stopped it and I said, guys, please go out. Out, I would like to talk with her alone. And I sent all of this out, and I was with that girl, and now the, the girl from the Pioneer Training School. And I just calm her down, just relax, just relax. And that girl was still shaky because of all the manifestation and all the things that were happening. And she calmed down and she was relaxing. And then I, I just smiled and said, Hi, hi, where are you from? And she said, oh, I'm, 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 I'm from America. And so, okay, okay, what, what do you do here in Holland? Oh, I, I saw your video on the Pioneer School and I saw you did a kickstart here in Holland. And so I took the plane in because I, I, I would like to, to receive the Holy Spirit. Ah, okay, okay. 
Have you received the Holy Spirit yet? No, no, not yet. Okay. Do you think you have a demon? Um, no. But I, I'm not sure anymore. Ah, okay. Can I pray for you? Can, can I pray for you to, to receive the Holy Spirit? She, she said yes. So I just took her hand and I prayed for her. And it was so beautiful because the Holy Spirit just came over her. And she got filled with the Holy Spirit and she started to speak in tongues. And she was smiling and I was smiling the other girl was smiling. And we gave each other a hug. And it became a beautiful moment. Just before they were come out and cast now demon, cast now demon. That girl did not have a lot of demons. That girl was just a scary girl who needed the Holy Spirit. Who needed to receive the Holy Spirit. To experience the freedom there was in the gospel. Not a lot of deliverance, not a lot of renewing the mind, just the freedom we find in the gospel. I went out for that meeting and I gathered a group of people who was praying and said, come here, come here. What just happened in there? Oh, she had a demon. That demon was talking and five notes. She did not have a demon. She was just a scary girl who actually needed a lot of love and needed the Holy Spirit. No, she had a demon because the demon was manifest and the demon was shaking. And when we prayed, the demon was even speaking to us. And it's not easy to argue against when they somehow said that the demon was speaking and manifest and all of that. But what was interesting, while I talked with those guys, my friend had talked more with that girl and came out and said, I would like to explain what that girl said happened. And this is her story. Her story was those guys met her and said, let's pray for you. When they prayed for her, instead of doing softly, they like, come out demon, come out demon. So they put their hand on her head and almost push her backward. Come out demon, never Jesus. And, and, and like everybody else, she don't like that. So she took the hand and do like this to remove the hand. And then they thought, whoa, it's a demon who are fighting. So they pushed even more. And then she said, no, stop it, stop it. And then they thought, whoa, it's a demon speaking. So that just became loud. I command even more. Come out, come out, demon. Then they start to say, unclean spirit, there's unclean spirit, unclean spirit, come out. And she was thinking, oh no, oh no, maybe I have unclean spirit, I don't want it. Go out. So she starts to shake, go out, unclean spirit, go out, unclean spirit. So it was them who are producing the manifestation. It was not the demon who did like this. It was the girl who did like this. It was not the demon who was shouting, stop it, stop it. It was the girl who was shouting, stop it, stop it. And she did not have a demon. She just needed to understand the gospel and receive the Holy Spirit. And this is what we really need to understand and learn and and and. and I curse people, don't be afraid. We need to cast out demons. This is part of the calling. It's what Jesus has said to us. But we also have to be wise. We also have to understand that it's not about getting a big manifestation. It's not about action. It's not about just do a lot of things. There's crazy videos on YouTube where they talk with the demon, interview the demon and, and force the demon out by saying a lot of fire, fire, a lot of things come in and, and deliverance can take many, many, many hours like that. But they forget there is a person behind that deliverance. And, and I have seen people who have gone through a deliverance and maybe that demon is out afterwards 
But now they have a lot of fear in their life. And they are so afraid because it became a hard deliverance. And therefore I think that this teacher, I'm going to go much more into detail in the next lesson, where we do not only focus on the deliverance, we also focus on the renewing of mind and we focus on the gospel. And I have very often actually stopped at delivering in the middle of it all. And said, stop, 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 stop. And I said, hey, stop, stop. What, what happened 10 minutes ago? Something left you. Yeah, something left me. Do you feel you're free? Yeah, I think it left me. But why are you then st- still laying and manifesting? Because people are still praying. How, how do that go? It goes like this. People, there is really a demon there manifesting and something is leaving them. But now the adrenaline is going and everybody's shouting, everybody's screaming and uh, so, so something is already left them. But they still continue praying. And I've seen that again and again and that's why we often stop it and calm down and say, are you free? Because in many cases people are already free. Something has already left them. So, so this is something we learn. Also, I've seen people who manifest, and they are used to manifest, and they do it to get attention. I've seen people laying there, and like the demon speaking, and, and then when we say, be crying in the name of Jesus, the demon is still talking and looking, but then one day they look up and say, he, he should pray for me. And they almost like say what people should do, and people fall on it. And people believe this is a demon, but come on, in some cases it is. It can be a demon who is speaking. We see that often. But in some cases, it's not. I have a test I sometimes do. Because when people lay in manifest and everybody is praying, I sometimes say, be quiet. Be quiet, everybody. Everybody be cry. come cry. And that person who manifests, they stop. And open their eyes and look, hey, what is happening now? Now people are not praying anymore. Okay, so much of that we will look at next time. So again, next time we are going to... Focus on those three things. We're going to come with a lot of different examples of how to cast out demons, how to pray for people. When, when do you know a demon is gone? What about this? And, and take some of the questions that will be about deliverance and casting out demons. First, I want to say that, yes, we need to learn. We need to do it sound. We need to have focus on that person and think that there is a person who is getting set free and that person also needs to not have a lot of issues afterwards where if suddenly people hold them and shout in their head and so on. At the same time, is we need to not be afraid of this. Jesus has commanded us to cast out demons. And I would say that God is in control. And we have sometimes seen deliverance where I, I really don't know what, what to do. Where it has taken a long time, they are manifesting and so on. But I've seen God is faithful. God is faith, and you have to trust Him. So very short, religious people, Jesus saying, Jesus went around cast out demons. He gave us authority to cast out demons, not only the 12, the 17, but us who believe today, in my name we should cast out demons. But, 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 when we do it, there will always be religious people who are coming with a but, 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 and there will be people who are saying, no, 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 it's not from God. But it is from God, because look at Jesus, this is what he has commanded us to do. But next time, I will talk about uh, how to do this, come with some 
practical things about how to set people free. So I hope you got something out of it. It's amazing to be back with you again. And I look so much forward to just see that, that this is coming out even more. If you want to see some example of, of demonic things uh, in our movie, The Last Reformation, there is a clip Levi put together where you just see a lot of deliverance happen at the same time. But again, we also went in that place that we often show those deliverance there is strong manifestations. <laughs> because this is more interesting to look at. But remember... You don't have to see a strong manifestation to be free. Sometimes it can just be like this and then you are free. Okay, we'll be back next time with the next teaching where we will continue for this and do more practical. God bless you. Bye-bye.